to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Listen, God got something special for you today. As you remember, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago when I wanted to do a panel, and I said I wanted to do a panel because that's what I felt the Lord wanted us to do. And when I was sitting there talking to the Lord about this panel, he mentioned to me, because I always pray on my way to work, and he mentioned to me, did I tell you to do a panel? And I was like, because huh, I'm a smart aleck, you didn't tell me I couldn't, right? You, you didn't say no. Y'all, because Colin, you do it, right? Y'all talk to, to the Lord like that, right? Like, listen, I didn't hear no, so that means yes. So he asked me, what's my motive behind doing a panel? What's my heart? Where's my heart posture on doing the panel? And I was like, oh, you got me. Because it's, it's, it's a little easier. Um, I could just have the ladies, this is their guests, and I'm just sitting there moderating, like, go ahead, what about that word? What you say about that? What about your husband? What about kids? So easy, so easy. The Lord said, I call your, 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 the anointing and call on your life to be easy. Well, yoke is easy, birds and light. You know, you try to do the word back at him, but it doesn't work. Because <laughs> he, he is the word, so what I'm saying, he's the word, okay? So that was a big uh, no-no because there were some things that I was, I was dealing with, and I was like, well, Lord, people don't want to come and hear me. Like, I don't, well, I don't want it to be a Tasha show. I, I don't want it to be like that. And he said, they're not coming to hear you. They're coming to hear the word that I'm putting in you to release to them. So I said, okay. And as soon as I said, okay, that's when I started getting downpours. And I say downpours. Because there was three topics he mentioned to me that I have to share with you, three of them. That is the body of the church. That is the new name he has given each of you. And that is he is releasing a roar in his daughters. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, when I'm getting stuff, I'm like, Lord, I feel like I'm all over the place. But he puts it all together, right? So I thank him for that. Um, and I just want to tell you that I'm, I'm not, we're not, we're not going to waste this moment. We're not just going to say we're at another Empower Women's meeting, yay. No, we're here about our daddy's business, okay? I'm like, you guys know me. Well, those who don't, you're going to know me today. I don't play with the devil. I'm not ever playing with the devil. I don't want to do hopscotch with them. I don't want to do jump rope. I don't want to do pancake with them. I'm done playing with him. Because I said, you know what? The word that he has us to release is, is for your life. People's lives are at stake. My life is at stake. So that's why I can't play around anymore. I remember when I said the last time I preached a, a couple of months ago, and I was like, the Lord said, this could be the last word someone hears. And then that week, Ramona had a stroke. And that touched me because I'm like, that was the last word that she heard. I mean, she could still hear now, but with, you know what I'm saying, with a stroke and things like that. So I'm like, I don't take when the Lord gives me a word lightly like that. Because I know what he has for you is going to propel many of you to that next season and level that he has for you. Y'all receiving this? Because that's the thing. I'm a prophetic preacher. When I get things from my, I release it. I, don't, I can't tell you how it's going to come out or turn out for you. However, I'm going to throw it at you, and you're going to have to catch it and go, this mine. This mine, Lord. Okay? 
All right, so let's go to First um, Corinthians 12. We're going to talk about the body. And where do you fit in the body? <laughs> Come on, amen. And the church says, amen. First Corinthians 12, we're going to start at verse 12. I'm going to do, okay, amplify it. Uh, for just as the body is a unity and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, form only one body, so it is with, the, with Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. For by means of the personal agency of one Holy Spirit, we were all, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, baptized, and by baptism united together into one body, and all made to drink of one Holy Spirit. For the body does not consist of one limb or organ, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, would it be therefore not a part of the body? If the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I do not belong to the body, would it be therefore not a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God has placed and arranged the limbs and organs in the body, each particular one of them, just as he wished and saw fit and with the best adapt adaptation. But if the whole were all a single organ, where would the body be? And now there are certainly many limbs and organs, but a single body. And the eye is not able to say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. But instead, there is absolute necessity for the parts of the body that are considered the more weak. And those parts of the body which we consider rather ignoble, ignoble? are the very parts which we invest with additional honor and our unseeming parts and those unsuitable for exposure are treated with seam seamlessness, modesty, and decorum. Which our more presentable parts do not require, but God has so adjusted, mingled, harmonized, and subtly proportioned the parts of the whole body, given the greater honor and richer endowment to the inferior parts with which lack. Two more verses, guys. Three. So that there should be no division or discord or lack of adaption of the parts of the body to each other, but the members all alike shall have a mutual interest in and care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the parts share the suffering. If one member is honored, all the members share in the enjoyment of it. Now you, you are, are, are collectively Christ's body and individually you are members of it. Each part severally and distinct, each with his own place and function. I know that was a lot, but I had to read it so you can get what, what he's saying about the body. If you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I don't care your age, your skin color, where you came from, you are part of Christ's body, period. You're in it. But I can tell you what he showed me, and right now the body is broken. It's broken. I, I believe even some churches right now don't even recognize that the presence left the building. They're still going to church. What are they doing? Checking temperatures telling you got to show your vaccine card, which I'm like, did not Jesus heal the lepers? I, I, what are we doing as a body? I'd say an example of the body in general. If we offer free food or I tell everyone to come to church and I'm going to give you $50, this place will be filled. If I say we're going to get together as women or we're going to get together and pray, we may get people. That shows you where we are as a body. 
This is no judgment or criticism. This is what it is, okay? And when the body is this broken, we develop autoimmune disease, which means the body is attacking itself, okay? When the body attacks itself, we weaken bodily function. What is attacking itself? People talking about other people. People being critical of other people's ministry. People being offended, and then the person has no, don't even know you're offended, but you still mad, and that blocks you from working in your function that God has called you to. People are not walking in the body part they're supposed to be. They're sitting in the arm when God has called them to be in the elbow. We're broken. When we're broken, this allows disease to come in. This allows the enemy to attack us because we're broken. God has called us to be a glorious church. If we were truly glorious, the world would hear our voice. They don't want to hear our voice because we're not glorious. We look just like them. We act just like them. What did I see? Let me tell you. Another thing. I'm, I'm, all, he's, I'm getting so much stuff. Okay, here's the thing. There's two things I know in the body that's come through that I, I can't even fool with, and that's religion and that's new agey stuff. They're penetrating the body. Now, here's the thing I realized. Just because God told you not to do something don't mean he told me not to do it. So don't put your religion or man-made uh, rules over on me to cause me to have bondage. If God called you out of Facebook, that's good. But he didn't call me out of Facebook. So don't tell me I'm sinning because I'm on Facebook. Come on, y'all. We, we dealing, right? Because people think that the Lord showed me you're not supposed to, I'm not supposed to do that and you shouldn't do it. If you want to drink a glass of wine, drink your wine. But don't go over to somebody saying you were drunk, you shouldn't drink because I'm doing this. No, that's what God told you not to drink wine. That's okay. Now, we all know you ain't supposed to get drunk. We want to stay drunk in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Let me clarify that. I'm just saying the religion that we're going to sit there and judge to say, what are you doing? That's not right. Let me say something. I can, I'm just going to bring you up. I'm so sorry. I didn't even tell Lorna. So Lorna had this friend that I was watching on the, on the backside on Facebook, <laughs> kind of stalking. Listen, I have, a, I have a friend of a friend who knows Lorna's friend. And I'm like, why is Lorna hanging with that lady? <laughs> I didn't say nothing to Lorna because, listen, Lorna grown, okay? Lorna got her own Holy Spirit. I'm not Lorna's Holy Spirit. She got her own, okay? I'm just watching from the side. This lady looks like she, I'm just going to say, I hope she don't watch it. She just, she out there, okay? She on Facebook like, I have to flick through fast because, like, you watching, like, everything out there, if you get what I'm saying. Everything. Yeah, everything. Okay? She always say everything? Okay. Everything, honey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I ain't say nothing because I'm like, Lorna grown. Lorna knows the Holy Spirit. Lorna can be ministering to this lady, and she don't want to be up in her face going, what you doing? She's just trying to love on her. But you know what Lorna just said the other day? Listen, the Lord said I got to stop hanging around so-and-so. I didn't have to say anything to my sister because I love her. I don't want to say something to make her get upset and then leave the church and then mad, and then you know who God's going to hold accountable? Me. Because I'm supposed to build my sister up. I'm supposed to encourage her. I'm supposed to love on her. Now, if she was doing something that was sinning, then I'm going to get my sister out of the pit and go, listen, you sinning right now. Stop flirting with brother so-and-so. <laughs> then we can deal with some stuff because that's what's going to get you in hell. 
Not because you hang with that person and that's your friend for 20 years. But you minister, you know, the Lord starts saying, listen, I'm taking you to another level. you got to cut some friends. Where I'm taking you, you can't take them with you. And that's what God is saying. Some of you got to be ready to start cutting and severing relationships because he's saying, I'm taking you to another level and place that all your friends can't go with you. All your acquaintances you've known for 10 years can't go with you. Even the ones you've been with two months ago, God said, I'm severing that relationship and I'm putting boundaries because where I want to take you, are you going to go? Or are you too busy going, no, Lord, I, I, I can't. I don't want to release them. I love them. God's saying, do it. You know what that's sin? Disobedience. That's more of a sin. Disobedience. Another thing, new age. I've dealt with this. When I left Islam, and that's what I'm saying, I know religion and new age because I've done them. I've done religion. I've wore the clothes. I've had the bondage. I couldn't go in there. I had my husband talk to me. I mean, it was a, whole, it was a mess. I know what it is. I know how it looks, tastes, feels, everything. Same with New Age. I was, like a, I was like doing chants and doing spells, and my friend was a white witch. Come on. And then we got people in the church who saying they doing holy yoga. What is that? Listen, I'm just going to say it. Sorry, PT. That's like you saying, holy hell. Ain't nothing holy about hell. Ain't nothing holy about yoga. Don't tell me you're stretching. Every time you're doing dogmen, whatever stuff, you are worshiping a false god. Stop it, body of Christ. Stop it with the mess. You're sliding in right with the world, and like Donna says, you're going to hell with gasoline drawers on. Thanks, Donna. <laughs> Listen. Told you, if you didn't know me, you know I'm now. There's a burden because we gotta stop. We gotta do better, people of God. We gotta do better. We can't represent the Father acting and looking and smelling and tasting and sounding just like the world. People can't tell a difference. Could you say I'm going to do holy yoga? Want to come with me? What? No, I don't want to go worship the devil. I don't want to have any openings. I don't want the. And then what happens? You get caught up in this mess, and then you come to me, get me through deliverance. Because you open the door to the demons. Y'all don't want to talk about that. Help me. I don't mess. I did this, but I got all these demons. I'm, stop it. Stop opening the door to them. Shut the door. Jesus. Listen, I'm going to talk about a few body parts. That won't even on my notes. <laughs> That's free. I take an offering in the back. Give it to Cody. <laughs> Listen, I want to talk about a couple of body parts that I want while I'm telling you or, or going over the body parts. Ask yourself, where do you belong? What body part are you? And I really believe the Lord is going to reveal that to you tonight. Let's deal with this. First off in the body, you need a head. I say it again. You need a head. If you don't have a head, how can you see where you're going? If you don't have a head, how your body going to function? Huh? How you going to move forward and you have no head? I'm going to say it plain and simple. It is imperative for you to be under the fivefold ministry. It is imperative that you have a pastor. It is imperative that you have a covering. You cannot be out here doing ministry all willy-nilly going, I don't really have a covering. I don't have a church because God has called me out. The devil is a lie. Listen. I can't, even, I can't even have you minister to me because you're not even obedient to what the word says. And then you're making up your own stuff. 
because you got a ministry. Stop it. We can't have people in the body being long rangers. Being long rangers. Mm-mm. And I'm going to tell you, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Don't try to argue with me about it afterwards. It is what it is. The word sets it. Don't argue with me. Don't play with me, man. <laughs> Next one. Next body part is the eyes. The eyes are the intercessors and the watchmen and the prophets. They can see things beyond what's in front of them, and they can see things in the realm of the spirit. They see things, too, that's not lining up with what God has said, and they don't allow what they see in front of them to cancel out what God has said. If they spoke it and God told them to speak it and it looks different, they still stand on what God has said. How many of y'all are prophets? They can capture things in the spirit and send the messages to the head. Let's talk about the nose. What does the nose do? Smells. It's connected to your respiratory. It allows us to taste and even helps us to hear. The nose detects odor. It discerns in the spirit. Something ain't smelling right. You ever do that? Like, something ain't smelling right with that one. Something ain't right here. Because you're smelling something. You're discerning in the spirit what's going on. If you can't smell because you're stuffy and you can't taste your food in the natural, that means you also can't taste your food in the spiritual. You won't be able to taste the spiritual food, spiritual food that people are trying to feed you. And you start eating it because your nose is stuffy. Why is that? So you'll start eating food that's bad for you all the time, and that means your discernment will be off. You won't be able to smell something stinking, something ain't right. You just will take it. Your nose moves oxygen throughout the body and allows you to breathe and speak. You need to be able to breathe so that you know when something's not right. So we need noses in the body of Christ to tell us something ain't right here. Something ain't right in the spirit. Something ain't right over there. Because if you're stuffy, I'm going to pray for you a spiritual Claritin or Zyrtec. <laughs> so you can breathe freely. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The next organ is the mouth. That's used for eating and speaking. It's the key part and the first organ of the digestive system. The mouth is an important element of our appearance. These are the preachers, the teachers, the evangelists. Hallelujah, the mouth. I'm a mouth. I used to get in trouble for this mouth. But God was like, I'm going to use this for my glory because what was in chaos and crazy, I'm going to use it for my glory. So the Lord's like, you my mouth. Let me tell you, sometimes it's tough with this mouth. This mouth has gotten me into trouble. <laughs> Stop laughing so hard, Becky. <laughs> Jeez. This mouth has also gotten me out of trouble. <laughs> This mouth uses the authority God has given me to speak things in the realm that say, get the heck back, devil. This mouth also has me declare over my family who we are. This mouth also helps me have prosperity in my bank account so I could be a blessing to other people. I'm a mouth. Any mouse in the building? Okay, here's a fun one. Are you a large or small intestines? You're like, ew. Who wants to be that? Hold on. I'm also part of the intestine because let me tell you what they do. I know it don't seem glamorous being an intestine. You're like, ew, because it reminds me of like chitterlings, what we call them chitlins in the black community. 
And it's the pig's yes where he passes poop. Listen, these are the deliverance workers. They excrete the waste and get the waste out of you. They get it out. They're going to tell you, you impacted it. You constipated, honey. Because they can tell something ain't flowing freely. You're backed up, baby. But we're going to get you set free. Huh? They're going to break it up and break down that bad word that you've received. They're going to break up the religion that you were caught in, that you've received. They're going to break down the church hurt that you had and kept on in your testing. They're going to break that. They're going to break down the rejection that you have in here that you've kept. They're going to break down the hurt that you've had from your family and tear that apart and say, no, that got to get up out of there. They're going to free you from all of that stuff, the super religious, the false prophets that have spoken over you. They're going to break off that. They're going to break off generational curses that try to follow along with you. These are my large and small intestines. Seems like dirty work, but oh, baby, it's, it's a good work because you get people free and they smile and they're happy. They can fulfill their purpose and call of God in their life. I just told Maria Wednesday, I want you to pray with me make sure I'm clean. Listen, us as leaders, we think we ain't never got anything. I, I don't have anything. No, but I'm like, I got to make sure I'm clean. I can't have something if I'm going to sit here and minister to you guys. So I'm like, Maria, pray with me. Make sure I ain't got nothing because you just take it out. She was like, you clean. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'll ask because I don't have pride like that because I want to be used at a level. I don't want to get so high up that I fall down flat on my butt because I got all this junk that I'm carrying with me trying to go up higher. No, deal with me here at this level because none of us have arrived. None of us are walking in perfection. We've all missed the mark. We've all made mistakes. So it's time for us all to let go, forgive, let it go. Because all that stuff just gets you intertwined with demons. It gets you intertwined with them. And it poisons. When you got that, that poison poisons your other organs. Then you're all messed up because you're constipated. Some people in here are the ears. The two main functions of the ears are auditory and protective. The ears transmit sound waves from air movement to mechanical movement to the brain and is the first frequency filter of the auditory system. The ears also maintain balance in the body. Careful cleaning of your ear will prevent hearing loss. So when is the last time y'all cleaned your ears out? Listen, your ears dirty. Because some of you listen to some of everybody on YouTube, everybody who claims they're profit, everybody who has 20,000 followers, you starting to listen to all that mess. You're going from teacher to teacher trying to find something that your ears will be like, ooh, this is nice. But your ears are so impacted, they get dirty because you're listening to everybody. And listen, if you, you start getting like that, and then you come to me and say, hey, I'm sensing this in the spirit, I'm going to go, I don't know what to believe because you listening to everybody. Where, who are you listening to this time? So who's phone? I hear something? Is, is, is my Haitian people? Okay. <laughs> okay, we go keep on going. Hallelujah. Is that mic off? Please, please. Okay. I was talking about spiritual cleaning your uh, ears. Ears. Okay. Um. Yeah, but we're supposed to trust you because you're an ear, but we can't trust you if you are listening to everybody, okay? Because you can't hear the sound that's coming from heaven if your ears are dirty. So are you the hands or the feet? The hand is to grip, grasp, and form precise movements. 
These are also evangelists. The foot or feet enables locomotion, putting the work of the ministry to the ground. The hands and feet allow movement and several physical functions. Let me tell you something real quick. Let me see. Okay. The feet also bear the weight of the body. Okay. Here's the thing, though, about the feet. If you have a broken pinky toe, you can't even balance on your feet. If you have even your hand has, you lose your thumb, you can't even use your hand to grip because the thumb is gone. Try to do that. Try to grab something without having your thumb. I have a patient that just came another day who had a, 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 a what is it, a water accident where the thing ripped his thumb off. Young teenagers, like 16 years old, ripped his thumb off, but he, what he has on, a, on as his thumb is a part of his toe up on his hand. And I'm looking at it like, it looks kind of weird. But they had to put something there because he wouldn't have use of his hand. But what does he have to do? Do physical therapy to try to learn how to use his thumb or his toe to grip stuff. Listen, people of God. Know where you are in the body because we don't have time to do physical therapy on you. You have to know where you fit. What body part are you and line up. You might have been in one body part, the Lord is saying, but he's moving you and shifting you to an, another body part, and that's okay. I started from children's ministry, youth ministry, women's ministry, associate pastor. I've, I've, I've shifted. Sometimes as a pastor, I have to go in people's lanes for a little bit just to help out a little bit because when we didn't have a children's thing, I had to step in there real quick and help out with kids, knowing I wasn't dealing with kids. But I stepped in. I always want to help, get help with kids. And then I had to do youth ministry. Like I get in people's lane for a minute. And here's the thing. Be mature if someone jumps in your lane just for a little bit. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. doesn't mean you stink, you shouldn't be there. It just means you need a little help sometime. Then we come out your lane. It's okay. That's going to have you have maturity and you have confidence in the call of God in your life. Because let me tell you, I'm the first one. I was praying. I, I preached to stay in your own lane, and you should. So please hear me. You should stay in your lane because you are anointed. You have more power coming from the lane that God has called you in. Sometimes you may have to help over here. But then take yourself right on back to your lane. Don't be cutting people off. Don't be giving them the bird. Just get back in your lane, okay? That wasn't on my notes either. So uh, thank you, Jesus. This is why it's so imperative that you all know what part, what position you are to be in. Because we need to function as a body according to his divine protocol. We have to. And I said all that to say that um, you have to know who you are in the body of Christ because the Lord wants to release something new through you tonight. Through you tonight. Let's go to Isaiah 62. You guys shout out Jesus. Jesus. You could do better than that. I said shout out Jesus. Jesus. Want to make sure y'all still awake. Isaiah 62. 62.2. And the nations shall see your righteousness and vindication, your rightness and justice, not your own, but his ascribed to you. And all kings shall behold your salvation and glory. And you shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. The word of the Lord for today for you too is that he is changing your name. 
You are not what you once were. You have to ask him what that name is because I believe he's going to release that to you. When God changes the name, it indicates that you have shifted into a new season. You have shifted into another uh, dimension that he has called for you, okay? It changes your character, your quality, your integrity. It all shifts to the new name that he's given you. It's a new way of life. It's a new anointing. The calling and mantle of God that he's placed on you is changing your name. He's reinventing you. I like when he said that. He's doing a private refining. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't see it in the natural, I'm telling you, your name has changed, regardless of what you see, feel, or even hear. Because the enemy could be saying to you right now, you ain't changed, you're the same one that was just telling somebody off. You just did that. No, I'm telling you, he's saying prophetically, receive it, your name has changed. I want to read to you a couple of uh, scriptures that show people who name change. Genesis 17, 5, neither shall they anymore call him Abram, but thy name should be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. For Sarah, as for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I'm going to paraphrase this. I will bless her and give her a son, and she should be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Genesis 32, 28 says, thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Matthew 6. 16, 17, 18 says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me tell you, I'm so glad Peter stayed after he got rebuked from Jesus, because that's how he got his name changed. Listen, Jesus was on his, I mean, Peter was on his spirit. No, no, God, you can't go on the cross. You can't go on. And immediately Jesus said, I rebuke you, Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Now, we all know that if, if any of our leaders or somebody say something like that to us, get behind me, Satan, with a rebuke, we quit in the church going on Facebook talking all about them. But Peter was like, okay, I missed the mark. I messed up. And the next verse, he was one of the three that went up and saw the transfiguration. So sometimes you've got to wait. Even though you've got some things that happen, you've got to rebuke, you've got to correct, you've got to halt, you've got to wait. It's okay. A closed door don't mean no. A closed door just means wait. Not now. God doesn't say no when you're trying to do something for him. He just says wait for the timing because there's other people he wants to align with you. There's doors he want to open. There's doors he may want to close. It's okay. Then Saul, who was who also called Paul, Filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. I want you all to say right now, my name has been changed. Say it again, my name has been changed. There is power in the name, guys. When, when people hear a certain name, ears come to attention. When you say Jesus, it's like, wait, what just happened? Jesus. There's power in the name. Even the, um, the Lord, Luke 10, 17 says, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Philippians says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. These shines shall follow those who believe. In my name we should do what? Cast out devils, speak with new tongues. He says, in his name. He says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Father may be glorified in the Son. There is weight carried in the Spirit by a name. That's why, you know, when they were casting out devils and those priests tried, it was like, who are you? You know, Jesus, we know. You know, Paul, we know, but who, who are you? They didn't carry in a weight in the Spirit with their name. 
And I pray that when you start speaking to people and you casting out devils, that they're not going, who are you? And beat you up and you run out. No. Your name is supposed to carry weight in the spirit. Okay? And with this new name, you're not going to continue with the same cycles. With this new name, you don't continue with the same routines. With this new name, you ain't dabbling in your past, bringing that back up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You trust God no matter how crazy it sounds, how impossible it sounds, you don't think it's going to work. God is saying he has changed your name. You're not doing the same thing. With this new name change, you're not going to continue to have anxiety. With this name change, you're not going to continue to deal with depression. You're not going to continue to deal with lack. You're not going to continue to deal with, with generational curses. With this name change, you're not going to deal with, with routine of, of excuses and reasons why you're not doing what he called you to do. We're not doing that anymore with this new name change. With the new name, I speak over you new routines in Jesus' name. I speak over you all boldness, daughters. I speak boldness over you all. I speak confidence over you all right now in Jesus' name. I speak a, a routine of authority that you haven't even went to in a level. I speak that forward over you in Jesus' name right now. I decree over you, hey, Brekada, I decree over you right now, you're not going to deal with the same thing your mother and your grandmother and your aunts dealt with. I rebuke that and I break that thing right now in Jesus' name. You're not going to be the same. You're not going to deal with the same stuff the enemy tries to throw in your face and reminds you about. We cancel that thing and I rip it up from the root right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You have a new name. You will walk in that new name. You will operate in that new name. You will fall through in that authority that he has given you. And you're not going to tell him no. You're going to walk in and say, yes, God. You're going to tell the devil to shut up and get away from you. Take your authority back. And it comes with your new name. Thank you, Lord. He's made you a sign and a wonder and a miracle. He's made you that. No one's taken that away. Jesus. And listen, people will say, well, who does she think she is? Where does she get that confidence? Why does she got to have all that favor? Why does she got to preach like that? I don't take all that. Well, yes, it does. Because I don't care anymore what people say about me, how they thought about me and preaching and not preaching and saying this and she should do that. I don't care because here's my thing for 2022, hashtag unbothered. That's my thing. You guys better get you something. Hashtag something. Because I'm going to be obedient to what my daddy says, regardless of what anyone thinks of me or what their opinion of me is. You guys got to stop listening to the opinions of others and taking it to the bank. Don't cash that check. It don't belong to you. Don't cash that check. Take the check that God gave you and what he has called you. Huh? Jesus. I'm tired of listening to tongue foolery. Done with this tongue foolery. Mm -mm. I'm like, zip, 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 zip. What you got to do, Jazz? Mm-mm. Just walk away. Mm-mm. Get away from it. Don't you dare let people judge you. Don't you dare let people do that to you. Don't you dare let people criticize you. Don't you dare do that. Not anymore, because you know what? They're, they're looking at you from a broken lens, and they're judging you from a broken and dirty lens, and you're not supposed to allow them to do that to you. Right. You let them to come to you with jealousy and, and critic and, um, uh, what's another word the Lord was saying? Did you say it? I, yeah, all of the above. <laughs> the Lord made me shut up so you guys can say it. All of the above. 
Come on. We need to stop that in the body of Christ. We're different women. We're empowered women. We're anointed women. He's called us his daughters. We're different. He's marked you and called you his own. He has marked you. You are the evidence of God. <laughs> That's good. You are the evidence that God exists. You carry the weight of God's glory. Each and every one of you. So right now, I just come against that voice that's trying to tell you you're not. I rebuke that thing right now. I rebuke that voice of the enemy that tries to tell you you're something that God has not called you to be. I cancel that assignment from the enemy right now. And I break it right now. I break it right now in Jesus' name. I break off those old mindsets right now in Jesus' name. I break it with the fire of God. Burn it, Lord. Burn it. Oh, Jesus. I rebuke that voice right now that causes panic and fear. I cancel that thing right now from the root in Jesus' name. It does not belong in you. It's not a part of you. I rebuke that spirit right now that causes anguish. Hmm. I cancel that assignment. I rebuke the spirit of torment right now in Jesus' name. You got to go. Torment, go. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Get out. I cast on every familiar spirit. And I cancel that assignment right now. Get up and go. I declare over you right now, daughters of God, that you only hear the voice of the Lord. You only hear the voice of the Lord. The enemy's voice you don't hear. His sheep knows his voice. So you will only hear God's voice. And as soon as you hear the devil's voice, cast that thing down. Because it's not saying he's not going to try because he only wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to try. But it's your responsibility to cast that thing down. You're not eating what he's given you to eat. Whatever he's feeding you, you say, I'm, I'm fasting. I'm going to die. I'm not doing with that one, devil. I'm not eating that. Thank you, Lord, because the Lord's voice is so gentle. It's so gentle. And it's so sweet. And he, and he ushers in, like, um, compassion. And when you're doing something wrong, he just speaks so sweet to you. And it's never like condemnation. It's never condemnation. If you're getting a voice of condemnation, you've got to know that's not from God. And he tries to do that. Even when the Lord speaks to you and he's trying to say, here, it's something of urgency. It's still with such a calm voice. It's so calm. And it's with, with strategic plans that he's telling you. Like even when he was rebuking me, it was still so sweet coming from my daddy that I was like, okay, I do what you're telling me to do. I wasn't feeling bad. I wasn't feeling like, oh, my gosh, I got to repent like 500 times and fast and pray. No, I just said, I'm so sorry, daddy. And he released me from it and let it go. So I'm here to tell you, you're not going to listen to the enemy's voice anymore. Because I thank you, Father, that your voice is the strongest in the room because the strongest voice in the room is what wins. And I declare over you that you will hear the strongest voice, which is the Lord's voice. 
You're not going to listen to the voice from the enemy anymore. You're not going to listen to the voice of your own feelings. You're not going to listen to the voice of your emotions. But only the voice of the Lord. Today, everything changes. Everything changes. Thank you, Father. I'm almost done, guys. Isaiah 42. Can you pray a little bit? My voice is... That's what's up. <laughs> That's how it needs to be. Instead of going, did you hear Tasha's voice? No, come, we come against that right now. That's how we are in the body of Christ. That's how we are. We handle it. Um, what I say? Isaiah 42. Um, from verse 13 to 14. The Lord will go forth like a mighty man. He will rouse up his zealous indignation and vengeance like a warrior. He will cry, yes, he will shout aloud. He will do mightily against his enemies. Thus says the Lord, I have for a long time held my peace. I have been still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in travail. I will gasp and pant together. I love that. Third thing God says, he is releasing his roar in his daughters. He is releasing the roar in his daughters. There is power and passion that is coming from that roar on the inside of you. Your roar may not be expected. It may not be accepted, but you're called to do it anyway. That roar he's releasing you will bring forth deliverance in other and bring forth freedom in others. So it's not about you having this great old roar. It's about the kingdom. And listen, God is saying you have been quiet long enough. <laughs> shake yourself because you're about to roar. Just shake yourself. Y'all been quiet long enough. He is saying you have been quiet. So now it's time to project your voice and tell God yes. Listen, give him a shout of praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's given you a roar, and some of you have only operated in a meow. God said, stop it with the meows. You are not a, a, a cub and a lion king, but you have the lion of the tribe of Judah on the inside of you. Roar. Give God a praise. Use your voice. Yes. I'm not getting you to shout because I'm like, oh, I want you to hear your voice like that. That's so cute. I'm trying to do a prophetic unction in you that you know that your voice has power, that you know that your voice projects and that it sends demons back to hell because your voice is what's going to take the control of what's going on in your family. It's your voice that God has called you to open up and send that roar to say, devil, take your, fam your hands off my family. It's your roar that says, devil, you can't have me or my kids. It's like your roar that says, devil, get your hand off of our finances. It's that roar in you. You see, I'm taking territory back, devil. 
That's the roar, the authority, the word of God that is inside of you. And it's your responsibility to release it. He said he's already given it to you. He's releasing that roar so that you can shout. You know your shout changes the atmosphere. Let's praise God again. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. That roar. That roar. To say, devil, you're not going to have my voice. Hey, he's been too good for me, so I'm going to preach this out. I have no choice but to preach the truth. He can't have my voice. He can't have my tongue. I got to open up my mouth and roar because there's something I have to release in you tonight. You are not just going to leave here changed. You're going to be transformed by what he had for you. No more the same way. No more repeat cycles. No more thinking of what could have, would have, should have. No more of that. God is releasing a new sound on the inside of you. He's releasing that fire on the inside of you. And he's saying you're the one that's going to open your mouth that make demons bow. You're the one that's going to open your mouth that have angels ready at attention to go where you call them to be. He's calling you daughters to open up your mouth and give a roar. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Message Bible says God steps out like he means business. You can see he's primed for action. He shouts, announcing his arrival. He takes charge, and his enemies fall into line. I've been quiet long enough. I've held back, biting my tongue. But now I'm letting loose, and I'm letting go. No more women and daughters of God are being silent. No more of keeping your tongue tied. No more of saying you don't want to ruffle feathers. Well, he's caused you to ruffle feathers because you're an eagle. You don't be down with the children chickens because you fly high so open your mouth and use that roar to take back everything the enemy has stole from you Woo. when you keep listening to the enemy you might as well tie the noose around and just hang yourself but God's not calling you to do that so you can't listen to him anymore you're not dead your voice has anointing and authority and power I speak to the dry bones right now. Hey, ha, ha. I speak to the dry bones right now. That the fire just burns up right now. That you have fire shut up in your bones. That you can't even contain it. Jesus, put the enemy under your feet where he belongs. Put your boot on his neck and tell him to stay down. Oh, Jesus. Your roar breaks stuff in the spirit, man. You have no idea. You got to start roaring like your life depends on it. You got to start roaring like your family member's life depends on it. You got to start roaring because the nations need us. You got to roar because our sisters need us. Our family members need us. People outside the four walls of this church need us. You got to release the roar. Say, yes, yes, yes. Sunday day. No more running, women of God. No more hiding. It's time for you to step up to the plate. You're at bat. Jesus, I release right now everything that's been trying to hold you back. I break off every lie that's been trying to hold you back. I break that that says you can't open your mouth. Give God praise. You better release your roar that you're, you're between right now. Your roar is between you and your breakthrough. You better release your roar. Your roar is between you and your manifested healing. You better release your roar. Your roar is what's going to bring restoration to your family. You better release that roar. 
Your roars was going to get demons out of people. You better release your roar. Hallelujah. All right, come on, Cody. Do my thing, Cody. Break out our Sunday. Cody, I got Cody all over the place. Listen, ladies, turn it up a little bit. That's that roar. Release that roar. Pray, daughters. Prophesy, daughters. Evangelize, daughters. Ask, daughters. Teach, daughters. Build, daughters. This is what he's saying. Use your gifts, daughters. Use your talents, daughters. Preach, daughters. Release the roar. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. That's the roar. That's the roar. You're not meowing. You got to roar. If you can, everyone, do me a favor and just stand up. There's something that the Lord wants us to do. Just stand up. And the Holy Ghost, or, or say Jesus. In order for you to go forward and know which body you're supposed to function in, in order for you to transition to that new name, in order for you to have that roar release, there's things that we're going to break right now off of you. We're about to tell these spirits they can't come in your house, in this house, your house, they're not going back with you, none of it. You're not riding the fence anymore. So, Lord God, we surrender every area of our life to you. And we ask you, Father, just to take it. Every area of our life. Take it, Lord. We're no longer going to do the way that we want to do it. Because we want you to release that roar in us. We're not going to play church any longer. So right now, we renounce and come out of agreement with every device and every scheme of the enemy. We repent at the times that we've listened to lying spirits, Lord, and where we've compromised. We choose, Father, to let go of the weights and the sins so that we will run the race that you put before us. Now I'm going to call out some things, and if you sense it, you take a deep breath and release it. Because, daughters, you're done with disobedience. You're done with excuses. So right now, I bind every strong man and loose the angelic host of God. And I send those spirits to the abyss. They will not return to anyone here or their families in the mighty name of Jesus. I command ancestral spirits to go in the mighty name of Jesus. I command ancestral mindsets to go. In Jesus' name. Ancestral belief systems to go in Jesus' name. Mental torment, get out and go to the abyss.
confusion, get out and go to the abyss. Voices that accuse or intimidate, go back to the abyss. Voices of defeat, I renounce you right now and I say come out of the daughters and go in the mighty name of Jesus. Voices of depression, go in Jesus' name. If you got to take a deep breath, take a deep breath and let it out. Discouragement, go in the name of Jesus. Compromise, you don't belong to the daughters any longer. Get out and go in Jesus' name. Spirit of rejection, get out. You're not staying here. You got your eviction notice. Fear of man. That's the big one. Get up and go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fear of what people think about you. Go. In Jesus' name. I cut off all ungodly cords right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Be cut and go. Spirits of lust. Go. Spirits of adultery, go in Jesus' name. That seductress spirit that tries to hide up in some of the ladies, gotta go in Jesus' name. Spirits of molestation, go. Get off of them and go. Spirits of fornication, come out and go. Self-pity, go in the mighty name of Jesus. Self-hate, go in the mighty name of Jesus. Gender confusion, go in Jesus' name. False responsibility, be gone from the daughters right now. I break off right now weights from all of your shoulders. I break that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of offense, go. Get up and come up out of their mouth and go. Unforgiveness, go. Forgive them. God is saying forgive them. Forgive them. Unforgiveness, go right now in Jesus' name. Bitter roots, bitterness, go in the mighty name of Jesus. Hard heartness, go in Jesus' name. Loose them right now. Loose them. Spirit of pain, there's pain anywhere. Come out of the daughters right now in Jesus' name. High blood pressure, nope, you don't belong in here. Get out. High blood pressure, go in Jesus' name. Diabetes, go in Jesus' name. And every place, every empty place now, God, we pray that you fill it with your Holy Spirit. Fill it. Fill them, God. Fill them with your Holy Ghost. Right now in Jesus' name. Fill them, God. We release the Holy Spirit right now to touch every place that needs to be healed. And we fill you right now with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Now, I want to pray for some of you. This ain't it. Thank you. This ain't it.
Jesus, the King.